Own Your Creativity, Episode 39. Creativity for me is a conscious and willfully exercised practice. And then the next level of creativity is actually manifesting that and putting that out into the world. You're listening to the Own Your Creativity podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth Johnston. I'm an author, professor, and podcaster, and I help people tell their story. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm really excited today because I'm talking to Luis Congdon. He's on a mission to help others find their freedom through creating podcasts that help you get your message heard, grow an audience, and make money. He has gone from homeless to running a six-figure business in less than two years, which is absolutely amazing. And Luis has this amazing story to tell, which we'll get into a little bit more uh, very soon. He, on his own podcast, though, he interviews experts and celebrities all around the world to enlighten, inspire, and inform his listeners on how to improve their personal and professional life. Thriving Launch is now one of the top-rated podcasts on iTunes, which broadcasts multiple times per week, and you can check it out at thrivinglaunch.com. Welcome to the show, Luis. I'm excited to be here, Elizabeth. Uh, you know, I've, I've kept tabs on you for a while now, so it's a real honor and pleasure to be here on your show. Oh, well, I'm just so honored that you have time in your schedule. I know that you travel a lot, um, and uh, it's amazing that, you know, you landed on the North American content uh, continent so that we are able to connect through through Skype. And uh, I'd just love to hear a little bit more about what you do uh, in, in your work with Thriving Podcast and your international traveling. Definitely. Yeah, we just got back from traveling to Thailand for almost two months. And then a month before that, we were in Medellin, Colombia in South America for close to two months as well. So you're right, we do travel a lot. We, we like to explore the world and live out of our backpacks for you know close to half a year. We've been doing that for about two years now. Um, but I also really like being home. I'm actually back in the States now. Uh, but regardless of where we're at, one of my life goals and missions is to help more people have a voice. I feel like that's been one of the themes throughout my whole life is I'm here to help others find a voice, have that voice be heard, and create a platform or a way for them to be able to broadcast and share that message out to anyone that could you know, hear it and could be saved by it or could be helped by it. And a lot of us have great messages. So for me, it's a real honor to be somebody who gets to participate in other people's message and sharing. And I know that you really like to use technology to get your message across. What kinds of technologies, including the podcast, have you used and you find really helpful for for reaching to reaching people? Well, I think that social media is really powerful. It, I really saw that podcasting is an incredible platform and medium, very much like radio and television, as a way to uh, share a message. But then you also have social media, which people are addicted to social media now with smartphones and all the different technology that we have, you know, tablets, computers, smartphones, and smart TVs and smart cars. 
So we're getting to a point where everybody's connected somehow through all these different platforms and mediums. So my goal and vision for myself and for my clients who I work with or anyone that I can help with, uh, with this part of sharing their business and their message and helping them make money online, one of the key things for me is showing people how to utilize social media because I'm big into social media right before this interview. I hopped on Facebook and did a live thing. You were on it and you saw where I was just trying to connect with some people before I went and did a bunch of interviews. Uh, then I also went into Snapchat briefly and then I went into Instagram. And I think that all of us should be, if we're really excited to share something with our with the world and we have a gift and we know that we do, then I think that we actually have a moral obligation to share it with as many people as possible. And in the 21st century, Right now, we're in this credible time where you don't even really have to have money to broadcast and share this message. You could do it completely free and still impact millions or if not thousands or hundreds of people on a regular basis. So when you talk about what kind of technologies do I use, I will use any kind of technology that I can get my hands on that is feasible for me as a way to share my message. And one of the things that you said when you were on Facebook Live just uh, before our interview was that you wanted to get out there and speak to as many people as you could so that you could be top of mind and top of heart, which I thought was really nice, um, you know, twist on that because we, we've heard the phrase top of mind, but not usually paired with top of heart. And, uh, and I think that, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that, I, that that was just such a nice touch, but also that you are really you wanting to interact with people who are creating and I think creativity is a real big part of what you do and and the show that you created so like can you tell us what your definition of creativity is creativity for me is a conscious and willfully exercised practice of bringing something into the world I think that we can be creative just by imagining something and it just stays in our head and that's a very beautiful space there, that's a great place to be. And then the next level of creativity is actually manifesting that and showing whatever it is that you've been dreaming up in your mind and in your heart, putting that out into the world. Uh, there's a, a really good rap song that I like. And in the song, the guy says, it's easy to dream, but it's hard to make to, to make it real. or It's something like that. And essentially, it's, it's, it can be pretty easy for us to just sit around and have this vision but the next level of that is then taking steps forward to make that vision something tangible, something visible, something that others can, uh, can taste, can feel, can touch, can hear, can interact with. So that my definition of creativity, I guess, is twofold. I encourage people to just be creative with just thinking about something because that is the first level of having what you want in your life. And, and just thoughts, I believe, are one of the most powerful creative factors in and having the reality that that you want or that you want to create or that you're living in currently your thoughts uh, and then taking some action towards it when you combine those two things together you have this massive engine and if you're consistent you you just can't you can't lose if you're consistently trying right if you don't quit you, you don't lose you can you're just going to keep learning more and more and I really believe that you got to combine the two. But if you don't know how to take action, 
then start with just imagining something. Start with writing about it. Start with talking about it. Start with feeling what it's like to have that. And then, you know, I believe that the next thing will show up for you. But it all starts with the mindset and the thoughts and, and the willingness just to, what would it be like if, you know, and just to sit with that uh, and, and to then know that those thoughts in themselves and that question in itself is incredibly transformative, incredibly powerful. And I really just have this belief that there's this energy out in this universe that when I'm thinking about something, it's not just my thought. You know, this thought is being given to me. And so by me entertaining it and allowing myself to feel good with that thought or that idea, I'm playing with whatever is giving it to me. And then whatever is gives it to me is also saying, oh, you like that. Let me give you more of that. Mm, You know, let me make that real for you. Let me, let me, let me start dropping breadcrumbs along your path because my, my path began with, I don't want to be homeless anymore. And I had been suffering so much. I'd been sleeping on my friend's couch, sleeping in my car. And a couple years ago, it got so bad that I was actually sleeping in a park in November in northwest uh, Seattle. So one of the most northern parts of the United States. It's sleeping in a park in a sleeping bag with my dog. And I had no money. I was very down and out. One of the things I realized, though, is I got here because I've been entertaining thoughts and things that don't feel very good. So what if I did the opposite? What if I stopped being afraid of being so poor and being so down and out? What if I just started thinking, what if? And I started waking up every morning and spending time entertaining these different ideas and and pretending as if they were real. Like, what does it feel to walk with this idea in my head? And the next thing I know, somebody's like, hey, you should start a podcast. No idea what that was. But that little comment that little suggestion completely changed my life and i believe that because i was entertaining something a breadcrumb was dropped in front of me and i chose to eat it consume that even deeper and play with that thought even deeper Uh, and then i was led to where i am here where now i get to travel the world i have excess money in my bank account i get to hang out with beautiful people like yourself it it is just a really uh, wonderful life that we can live but it, it really does start with those different levels of creativity, yes? Yeah. I think that our perception and the stories that we tell ourselves is really important. And it really does determine our reality and what we're going to experience. And, you know, when you were homeless, what were the things that you weren't able to do? What were, like, the negative the negative impact for you uh, in terms of your creativity and manifesting the life that you wanted when, when you didn't have that story that allowed you to do that? Mm, that's a really powerful question. And you also made a really intelligent and astute comment too. When you talked about the stories that we tell ourselves, there's a few great movies that really touch on this for me. One is uh, Don Juan de Marco with Johnny Depp. And there's another movie, The Life of Pi. And in both these movies, they have this kind of common thread. There's, uh, there's a scene inside that movie where Johnny Depp is actually like, he's in a crazy house, and he's being seen by this doctor. And the doctor is talking to him, and he says, look, he, he responds back to the doctor, and he says, look, if you want me to respond to you and live in your reality where I'm in a crazy house and you're a doctor and, and all of that, I understand that this is the world that you're living in, but for me, this is a villa and this, and, and and he goes on this beautiful like tangent about 
you, you know, the stories that we have. And in, in, in this movie, Don Juan DeMarco, Johnny Depp, believes that he's like the Don Juan, but he's like in a present time. And at one point he says to the guy, he goes, you know, for me, I say that I'm the world's greatest lover and every single woman I've ever been with is the most beautiful woman on the planet. Uh, but other people, they'll look at this woman and say her nose is too big or, you know, her legs are weird or her hair isn't right. But I see them and I see the most beautiful and magnificent person I've ever seen in my whole life. And that's why these women love me and they're overwhelmed with love with me. Uh, and in the life of Pi, there's kind of a, that common thread. For me, that's a really impactful and important piece of my life because my mom was murdered and killed when I was five years old. I was left to be homeless for three years old in a third world country. Then I was adopted. Then a few years later, my parents here in the United States divorced. And I was with just my dad. And there's a lot of stories that people told me throughout my life of the significance of everything that had happened in my life. You know, oh, poor you. You were born to a drug-addicted mother. You lost her. How sad it is that you were homeless. How sad you were pulled away from your country. And during my teenage years... I hurt because of that. There was a lot of pain. I felt like I had suffered a lot and I told myself this story. This is very painful. I feel very sad and angry that my mom died. I feel angry at her for being an abusive drug drug addict and for her leaving me and then for being pulled out of my country and being adopted. And later at some point in life, I said, the story has to change. Otherwise, for the rest of my life, I'm going to suffer. And what if there was a different possibility what if i could just what if there was a different story and i started to think about it and i thought well what if it's all a blessing what if being adopted was this miraculous gift where i got to come to one of the most prominent wealthy uh opportunistic countries in the world the united states is a very amazing country when you look at it in comparison to a lot of other countries in the world and what they don't have and Colombia didn't have a lot when I when I left the country. It was in a great amount of turmoil. So what if I had a different story? And what if my mom chose to die so that then she could be the greatest mother possible to me? And what if it was a gift that she gave me for her to say, I'm going to die because I don't know how to overcome this drug, drug addiction. I don't know how to be a better mother to you. So I'm going to die so that I can become your angel and lead you to the United States and always be with you. So I'm not attached to a body anymore. I get to be your angel. And that changed my relationship to my mom. Once I realized, hey, that is the true story. That for me is the story. Then I got to have conversations with her. I got to tell her how much I love her. I got to tell her that I missed her. I got to tell her thank you. Uh, and we're continually doing this. I mean, that's, that's one big thing. Uh, and we're continually reassessing what things mean mean to us. Shakespeare said it really well, right? In, in some play, he said, you know, nothing in, an, in and of itself has any meaning at all except what you give to it. So I just wanted to say, Elizabeth, that's really awesome that you talked about that. Well, you have an amazing story, and I just love the way that, that you chose to reframe it. Because that's one of the things that, that I do in my memoir writing classes. I help people reframe things that have happened in the past so that they can go forward in a more positive way. And, uh, and, and you know, in a nutshell, that's what you've just shown us um, how, how to do. So thank you so much for that. Can you tell us um, about a personal habit that contributes to your success? Definitely. 
So I feel like you asked me one question, and I, I don't want to leave that, so I'm going to quickly answer the last question you asked me and then answer this question, too. One of the things you asked is, what wasn't I capable of doing while I was homeless? How did being homeless impact me? And I've worked with homeless people for nearly 10 years. Most of my life was working life, adulthood life, was actually dedicated to helping homeless people get off the streets uh, and, and not be homeless and not be addicted to drugs or have the right medication or just have the right mindset because there's a whole spectrum of what homeless people are. And while I was homeless, it was very hard for me to feel like I had friends, like I had family, like I had love, like I had support, and also... Uh, you know, being cold at night, not having enough food, being embarrassed about where you sleep, wanting not to be seen by other people, not being able to change clothes very easily or looking kind of dirty or waking up and having a group of people all around you and, and you're different. Uh, I felt all these different feelings of shame and guilt and not just because of those feelings. I believe that there's, you know, it's deeper for, for many people, but while I was homeless, it was very hard for me to f trust in the world and trust that there there's some kind of God or some kind of power that's going to take care of me and help me through this process. And those emotions kept compounding on each other. So it was very hard to dig myself out of that. And unlike other people who are homeless, I would really want to give a lot of empathy to people who are there because I, I have a particular story, but not everyone's going to have that. And not every homeless person has the kind of support uh, and love and, and, and people around them and stuff and guidance that I did. So on one hand, there's this, you know, I did it myself and mindset and, and all this. And there's also, there's so much more involved to it. So my heart goes out to people who are struggling. And to go back to your question, what is a, a daily habit that helps me? Regardless of where you're at in life, you do have the possibility of entertaining thoughts that are different, entertaining possibilities that are different. And if the more that you exercise this muscle, the more that I believe that you'll be led to the next best thing and the next best thing and the next best thing. But it all starts with, with just spending some time to close our eyes and ask ourselves, what if? And, and start entertaining different stories as you so well, you really put it really well when you talked about the stories that you're telling yourself. I just love that phrase, what if, though, you know, to, to wake up every morning and say, what if, and then fill in the blanks to your heart's content. You know, I think that that's really a simple thing that all of us can do every day to to really transform um, our experience. Is there a person that inspires you to be creative? There are a lot of people in my life that inspire me to be creative. Uh, my dog just came in the room, and he's somebody that inspires me to be creative, my, I'm currently at my mom's house after traveling. She inspires me to be creative. My partner, Kamla, for me, is the number one support I have in that area of creativity because, you know, studies on resilience and people that have overcome great levels of trauma or poverty or something really bad that's happened to them, one of the key factors that they found in the research is that they all had someone supporting them and believing in them. So it could simply be, you know, a pastor at a church or somebody at a synagogue or somebody on Facebook or a book. But generally, it's somebody in your life that you can call or you can write and they say, yeah, I believe in you. Give that idea a try. 
wow, that's amazing. Great job. And, and they speak to you in a way that inspires you. Uh, they breathe life into you and motivate you to do whatever's next and, and believe it and, and, and overcome the upsets that come with being a creative person because being creative is not the easiest path, but I believe that it's the most beautiful path that we can take. And is there a favorite work of art that you have? It could be any type of art. For me, one of the most personal pieces of art that has touched me the most is a book by Pablo Neruda called The Captain's Verses. Uh, I go back to that book repeatedly. Yeah, his poetry is wonderful. It's one of my favorites as well. Do you have a favorite quote that inspires you? Yeah, there's a quote that says, the words that we speak become the house that we live in by the poet Hafiz. I absolutely love that quote. The words that we speak become the house that we live in. Oh, I love that too. Oh my goodness, it gives me goosebumps. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so um, we just have a couple more minutes. Is there anything else that you would like to share with uh, my, my listeners? Elizabeth and the rest of you, I am, I've just, I'm honored to have spent some time with you. Keep tuning into Elizabeth's show. She's up to something really amazing. Every time I've seen you on social media, through the podcasting community, or in chats that we've had, you're always somebody that brings a lot of positive energy, is bringing something great to the world, and I'm honored to have spent some time with you and your community, and I wish everybody the best of luck. If you'd like to you know, stay in touch with me, you can go to thrivinglaunch.com. You're welcome to write me a personal message. I pride myself on being able to respond to as many people as possible. So if you write me, I will do my, my best to respond to you. I want to get to know you. Uh, and, and that's it for me. Thank you so much. Hey, listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Wasn't that an inspiring story that Luis shared? And Everybody out there, take Luis at his word. He's a really warm and welcoming person. Find him on social media and hang out with him. He's amazing. Next week, I'm going to be talking to Rob Dial. He had his share of troubles at home as a teenager, but that didn't stop him from pursuing greatness starting at the age of 19. So tune in next week as we chat about personal development, motivation, and creativity. And until then, own your creativity. Own your creativity.